say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the Castle Talk podcast where we talk to writers and creators of today's genre worlds from Denver, Colorado. I'm your host, Jason Henderson, author of the upcoming series, Young Captain Nemo from Fievel and Friends Macmillan Books. Tonight, Union Furnace is a new horror film out on Blu-ray this month, a terrifying tale that evokes the grinding economic realities of the Rust Belt. The story involves a young crook who's given a chance at wealth that involves gambling with his life amidst a horde of masked sadists. Our guests today are Union Furnace's director and writer, Nicholas Bushman, and co-writer, producer, star Mike Dwyer. Uh, Nicholas was the director of the dark comedy Sandbar, which also co-starred Mike. Welcome. How's it going, Jason? <laughs> Thanks for having us. I just read a lot of stuff about the, uh, about the movie. You guys have positioned this movie as Rust Belt horror what is yeah. this film about what what are you up to here um well basically the film is about this series of underground games of life and death uh that take place in this small southern ohio town called union furnace um which actually is a real town uh in ohio but not the town we kind of <coughs> use in the movie we, just, we like the name of it so union furnace so we took All the right. real name of the town in ohio and kind of built our own little world around it from a bunch of different locations and yeah mike plays uh car thief who uh, gets involved in these games, these underground games. He meets a mysterious man who invites him to join the underground. So so they're literally underground, get like like I'm going to go down into a space where, I mean, are these like physical games, like, like wrestling, or, or how does this work? Well, that's kind of part of the fun of the movie is that um, some of them are, the, the, the games are different each time, which was one of the really kind of exciting things about the concept in that there's seven games, seven games one night. Uh, they're all being held in this, like grimy double wide trailer in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. Yeah. Um, so metaphorically underground. <laughs> right. Um, and basically each game, the stakes get increasingly higher with each game, but as far as what each game is, it varies from, from each one. So you'll have one game that's like musical chairs or something, you know, oh my gosh. very fun. And, and then you'll have another game that's very horrific and they don't know what's coming next. Wow. So the, somehow with with all the characters you know i've seen the i've seen snippets of it so the 
characters are are wearing masks. This reminded me a lot of things, you know, very indie looking, cold horror like uh, the Wicker Man and, and stuff like that. Sure, the original Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah, the original, the original Wicker yeah, Man, yeah. where they're all dancing and wearing the wearing the the lion masks and and stuff like that. Specifically, because you play up this lion mask yeah. in the in the trailer. In fact. Oh yeah, that the lion is the leader of the the master of ceremonies, if you will, of all the games. And yeah, Wicker so, Man was a big thing. Yeah, for sure. No, I was going to ask you about your other uh, about what uh, since you were co-writing this together, and then you've got to. Put put together you know when you're explaining the movie to other people however this works and you're about to shoot it you have to kind of put together a vocabulary of what the movie's like so how did you describe like what your uh uh, influences were um they were pretty wide ranging um i know when we had the idea the funny thing is is when we first had the idea for the movie because it's taken a while for it to actually come out now on dvd and blu-ray um when we first had the idea and shot it we were thinking it was so like the whole mask thing was really underused and could be really cool to, to have in a movie like we were like we haven't seen that since eyes wide shut this could be great right. how come no one used masks and then like within the last couple of years there's been this like endless deluge of you know mask movie number seven and they just keep coming and coming <laughs> and the the idea for the lion mask, you know, going back to eyes wide shut with it, well, you know, we've always wanted a Venetian looking, uh, very very grand looking mask for the for the you know, for 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 a lead bad guy to have that yeah. would be very regal but scary at the same time. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's so funny if you imagine that you're a a two bit car thief and you've been dragged into this situation where you're going to play these games for wealth or maybe being murdered. You know that's such a such a crazy situation, and I wonder how that that does seem to be an excellent uh, metaphor for life mm-hmm. in a precarious economy. You know where where people are are always just like on the on the verge of ruin, uh, or you know, and always you know, there's always this possibility out there sometimes of striking it rich doing doing one thing or another. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh certainly. Yeah. Certainly. You know, I think, you know, these types of movies, characters can often be taken to, you know, forced to play these games, you know, where they're, you know, either tied up in a stall situation. But in, in, in Union Furnace, everyone that plays these games agrees to play the game. You know, they, whether they know what's going to happen or not, you know, that's up to them, but they make the choice to come and play these games. And, you know, they're smart enough to know, at least half of them, I think, that uh, this isn't going to end well. But they're so desperate. Yeah, they're, they don't win. Yeah. They don't win, but the desperation clouds their, you know, their judgment to to, to yeah. do it. So they they take this big chance. Yeah, and the cool thing too is that a lot of people seem to be now that it's finally coming out. A lot of people seem to be making the connection to the larger implications of what you know could be, like you just did, of what is kind of like a standard like horror movie plot. But um, yeah, there's a lot more going on under the surface. Hopefully, or so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it seems like something that 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 any person could identify with instantly and go like, look, I have, you know, like maybe I'm not right now. Maybe things are, are fine right now, but you know, we've all been in those situations where are like, all I need is one break. All I need is one break, you know, and, right. and maybe you aren't alone. Maybe you have a sick child, maybe you have whatever, you know, or, or they're going to take away your house or whatever. And those are moments when you're willing to risk more than, then maybe would be wise, and to use horror to capture that, I think is is really brilliant. Oh well, thank you. That's what a lot of the, all the great horror movies generally did that and do that. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, Rosemary's Baby is a great example, you know, of a character, you know, basically, you know, selling out his, his, 
his wife and his family just because he wants to be an actor. Sure. And he wants to be an actor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. That's a really good face. point. He wants yeah. a nice apartment, basically. He wants a yeah. nice apartment and he wants to get more more acting, more soap opera work. Exactly. <laughs> and, and all all it takes is one one demon pregnancy. Um yeah. Boy, that's a yeah, great example. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a good one. And then um we watched uh what else did we when we were writing, we watched the Deer Hunter a bunch, just to, the way that movie captures that whole town at the begin all the stuff at the beginning and then the contract kind of like the contrast between, you know, all the steel mill stuff at the beginning of the Deer Hunter and then into, you know. Well, literally, like Russian roulette, you know, the the cut to Vietnam and, and something like that. Um, yeah, a, a total loss of innocence, you know. And I, you know, exactly, yeah, exactly. And then also, uh, they shoot horses, don't they? Which is one of the yeah. greatest movies ever. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. The, that's the one with the the twenty four. Well, not twenty four hours. It's the endless dance marathon. Correct. Uh, yes. Exactly. And that's exactly. because and it was depression like, and everybody's broke. Yeah. Uh huh. And that was a, that was a huge thing for us in terms of, you know, how do you do, they shoot horses, don't they, as a horror movie. I mean, it kind of already is a horror movie, but. <laughs> no, no, of course, but that's, that's, uh, I, I'm so glad that you said that because it's so delightful to hear uh, any modern creator, creator make reference to they shoot horses, don't they? <laughs> that's, that's fabulous. <laughs> But I mean, you know, you think oh, of like God, the deer hunter, but what's, what's wonderful about the deer hunter and stuff like that, anything that deals with something like Allentown or, or, or anywhere in the Rust Belt is just how freaking cold it can look in the spring, you know, or in November, or just, just how God awful uncomfortable it can be. Yeah. You know, and, oh, it and, was God awful uncomfortable to shoot. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. We shot in January, a couple of Januaries ago now. Um, and it gets real freaking cold in Ohio in January. And, uh, it was like, we would have night shoot and it would be one night. It was 17 below zero while we were shooting. I mean, equipment was freezing and you know, people were freezing. <laughs> I was worried I had frostbite. It was it was insane making the movie. Yeah. How did you choose? The, so so explain this to me. You know, because I imagine on a on a shoot like this, uh, uh, you know, an independent film, um, mm -hmm. everybody kind of wears a lot of hats. So you've got your right. script in mind. You've got your script. How do you like? I mean, how do you figure out? Oh, I know where to shoot this. I know where there's a double wide trailer in a big yard. I mean, like, like how does that actually happen? Um, well, what happened was, I mean, with this, it was it was always kind of designed as something that we could do right away. So, because we were finishing up our first movie, Sandbar, and yeah. we were desperate to make a new movie, so we, uh, the the we thought the idea was really exciting, but we were also intentionally looking for an idea that would be very doable immediately. And we were in Ohio at the time and um it was i mean it was so a lot of the you see those locations when you're here and it's like that's part there's so many great locations like that around the city and the state it's just like yeah oh yeah. sure and you know and because the idea where the games were always going to take place in some double white trailers and we, we looked into getting them um but we wanted to dress them very specifically and we looked into like ripping out kitchens and bedrooms so what we eventually did was we found an old warehouse uh -huh. and most of the action in the film takes place in these two trailers. We uh, actually built these two sets side by side in a warehouse, an unheated warehouse, by the way. Um, <laughs> so we could, oh, no. you know, if we want to do a pickup for the one room, we could just run to the other and we had, you know, 24-7 access. We could rip down a wall or pull the wall out or, you know, completely, you know, 
do these sets and you know we we actually built the sets ourselves we didn't hire anybody to do it we we dressed them nick and i and the rest of the crew we dressed the sets built them ourselves oh yeah in the, in the week going up to the set because um, it was That's just amazing. the most cost-effective way to do it yeah it was, it was wild <laughs> so you're creating the inside of a trailer you're basically you're built you're putting up some beams and you're putting up wooden siding to make it look like like you know this this real space that's pretty cool that's that's very exactly. cool yeah oh yeah is is that your recommendation for somebody else if you if you have if you have a student walk in you know in the the Starbucks that you're hanging out in and and he says gosh I'd like to make a movie is that your recommendation is write something you can do next week <laughs> and, and oh ab- absolutely 100%. absolutely yeah um and with each passing day it seems like that's more and more of a real option I mean um you know do it on your iPhone for real now it's not even a joke. you know don't you know it's, it's a nice place we're in right now you know with independent cinema is that you don't have to ask permission i mean you can go rent a red camera for you know a couple grand for a month and you can go out and you know shoot something or build sets you know yeah i think you really get in trouble when you you wait around to make your movie and until all the conditions are perfectly correct sometimes you just have to say now's the time to do it and in three months i'm going to go make this movie and i think you'll be happy for it in the end or in a month and a half in our case with this movie (laughs) that's fabulous i mean what what other lessons did you learn i mean what i this is the second one that you guys have made what what are the lessons are are popping up as far as because i know that people are listening they're going ah you know i could i'd like to try something like that you know what kind of surprises you that, that you found out that's a great question um i mean every movie is a is a constant education and you know 10 years of what would be film school in you know in three weeks or something right. <laughs> when we got it when we shot our first movie sambar it was it took us three years actually um which is another reason why we wanted to do this one like all right we wrote it we're going to shoot in two months because we're not waiting three years to make another movie or something like that so it took three years to get the money to make our first movie. Um, and in that time, it really felt like we were ready. I knew everything you could possibly know. And it's like, here we go. I know exactly what I'm doing. And you get there and you don't know anything at all. <laughs> um, but by the end, you kind of figure out how to do it. And then it's kind of like been like that on each one. Um, and and you feed people well. I mean, I, I really, it's, it's a, we actually had, catering is important. We, 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 we had a catering company. So it wasn't just sandwiches for everybody on the shoot because, it, you know, the material is very dark. So, you know, yeah. we had people that were feeding people so you could go out and, and it sounds silly, but it really goes a long way with, you know, with making everybody happy and, you know. Well, yeah, if we hadn't had good catering, I think everyone would have quit because it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you found like Hollywood style craft services caterers in Correct. like in, in rural Ohio. That's Fabulous. It, it's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do like commercials in Columbus. It was uh yeah we hired course, we hired two cases. They, they were yeah. on they were on set every day. Yeah, I mean, they great. were there every single day. You know till we you know till we wrapped. I mean we yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner sometimes. I mean right. everything would be available just because you know we knew it was something that we you know we didn't have a we didn't have a lot to give, but we knew we could give that to people, and it really seemed to work. Yes. Yes. Oh, um. Yeah, but by and large, you know, catering is good, but, you know, you can always just feed them, <laughs> you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, too. Like just, <laughs> the most important thing is just to make make the movie. I'm yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it, sounds, it sounds very challenging, but I love, what, I love what you said about how it gets easier and easier for independent. I've never wanted to make a film. That's never been, like, a desire of mine. But I know <laughs> that there are people who, who wake up, you know, uh, as, uh, you know, they're, they're a senior in high school, and they're like, you know, as soon as I'm done, as soon as I'm graduated, I'm going to go start making something. And so I think yeah. that's, 
You've you've given some really useful uh, some really useful advice. The big thing for us on on the first movie Sambar was was locking down like kind of a name actor. We got Rick Rossovich to star in it. Amazing individual who's in like Top Gun and Terminator. He's a big 80s slider and Top Gun. Uh, that that movie we went, like I said we went through almost three years of trying to get it made, and then um, when I finally got him, and the way I got him was not through traditional channels by any means. Um, I just I got his address and sent the script to his house in California. And he was actually, this is a funny story. Um, he was actually living in Stockholm, Sweden, because his wife is from Sweden. Really? Um, so he only happened to be back in California selling his big California pass. And his uh, real estate agent, not his movie agent, but his real estate agent gave him the script. Um, and he read it on the plane to Stockholm and then emailed me and was like, love it. Love to talk about it more. So I flew to Stockholm and said, you got to be in this movie. And as soon as we had him, it was really easy to get uh, the little bit of money, amount of money that we needed to make that one. So um, so shoot high for who you want to get in the movie. Because if it's good, if the script's good, um, you know, good actors will respond to it. They really will. Like if it gives them a chance to do something they don't normally get to do or to read some lines they don't normally get to read. Or whatever. That was exactly the case wow. with, with Rick. He, he was he was like, you know, I've never got to do anything like this. So um so he was in. <laughs> and that was another cold Ohio cool. shoot too. <laughs> what I was gonna ask you was, are you excited by you know, now you're starting to get to get some hype around the movie. People are promoting it um, and talking about it. I'm through the, so how how is all that working out? The sudden, you know, the ability to get a response from the from the public. Well, I only read the good reviews, so. Ah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's the it's the nature, you know, it's the nature of the game, you know, in, in these times. I mean, I'm I'm happy if you even saw the movie. So it it you know, I think it's better to have a strong response, whether it be negative or positive, as long as you you know, I think the worst place is to be in the middle. Like, I hope you love the movie, but if you if you hate the movie, well, that's 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 fine. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. You know. Um, it's a polarizing film. I mean, the good news is it does seem like people are, in general, responding pretty positively to it, which is nice. But I mean, honestly, the trailer is so is so scary. It is a really unnerving trailer, truly. Okay. And and <laughs> so that's that's gonna work. That's gonna work really well, I think. Yeah, I'm glad people are are just seeing it in general, and yeah. and we like it, so we're happy. So you guys, uh, you guys work together on this. Did you write the thing from scratch together? Well, I mean, we wrote it. It was the whole thing was kind of about speed. So we wrote it uh, entirely together with the exception of basically the first like 10 minutes of the, I would say five minutes of the movie. Because I'd had uh, for years and years, I'd had uh, that just Mike's character, the Cody Roy McLeod car thief character. Um, yeah. And I had this opening scene. He steals a car from a church and goes to see this, um, this crazy mechanic named Parts Punk, who's played by the great David Hayward. And um, so I had that, but I had no actual like, story for him to follow it was just this kind of you know aimless character and, and when we first started talking about uh just doing something right away somehow cody roy came up and it was like oh yeah let's do that and let's do the underground games thing and it just fit together perfectly so yeah and then and then from there we just went nuts and wrote it in like two weeks i mean it was it two, two yeah it was like yeah yeah which is not usual it usually takes you know, a lot like two years usually to write a screenplay but <laughs> But we really so I've, I've written comic book scripts with partners and and you know I've had it where it's like hey you take act 1 I'll take act 2 
I've had it where hey, let's sit side by side and and just start typing and throwing lines at one another. How did you do this? Uh, uh, we we did it completely together. It was what what it was is um, we take turns typing and then we would basically just act out the scene. Wow. And the nice thing was that Mike is also the star, so he could really sure. act out the scene. Um, so yeah, it was it was us playing all the different characters and yeah, playing off each other. You know, in a small room, uh, almost written entirely. We're in the same room together. Um, and like like you said, sometimes you know you take ten minutes, and like I need ten minutes, and you would write this thing down. You you know I, Nick would give me something, I'd give him something, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that, oh that's great. Or you know often I would write something, and Nick would be like, that's not that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> But, but, you know, it just happened pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But just locking yourselves in a room together with a lot of espresso. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, really good. And cool. it, it worked, yeah. <laughs> so what's what's next? I mean, Union Furnace is coming out this month on Blu-ray. So, so like, uh, uh, do you know the next project? Or can you talk about it? Oh, yeah. We've got a couple. Well, we actually already finished our next movie, which is called Stranger in the Dunes. Mm, okay. Um, which is... Uh, we're so excited about it. It's going to be great. Um, it's a uh, Mike's in it again, and uh, a French actress named Delphine Cheniak. She's in Splice. A lot of people know her from Splice. Okay. Uh, Vincenzo Natale films, and uh, Andrew Hoffelson, who's a great, great, great New York Broadway actor. Um, and that's like three characters at a beach house, just going crazy. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it was really fun to shoot. We shot it in North Carolina on a beach because my deal with the crew was that we would shoot somewhere nice after Union <laughs> Furnace. So oh, sure. Yeah. At a beach house. Um, yeah, that'll be doing the festival thing this fall. So, oh, yeah. Cool. And, um, yeah, it, we're really excited about that. And yeah. then we're going to start shooting a new one in October. So it's, it's crazy right now. <laughs> you said a beach house. You know, it, it strikes me. That's you're going along the same lines. You're going. What can I do? Uh, what can I do this weekend? And I can buy gum, yeah, write uh, write something yeah. that takes place in a beach house. You know, just like Reservoir Dogs takes place essentially entirely inside a warehouse with some chairs. Right. Right. And yeah. Um. Yeah. That was. I mean, the Stranger in the Dunes movie. It definitely came from the same place of yeah. What can we do right away? It got way bigger. I mean, it, a lot of it is in a beach house, but um, it just became a, a lot of crazy stuff goes down in that movie, and it became a much bigger production and a longer shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward I to mean, seeing that. That that sounds that sounds really cool. A thriller, a thriller. On, I mean, thriller on the beach. That sounds great. Um, oh, it's okay. Really uh, well, gosh. Uh, okay, so the movie is called Union Furnace. It is out on Blu-ray this month. Uh, my guests have been Nicholas Bushman and Mike Dwyer. They are the, uh, well, Nick Bushman is the co-writer and, I'm I, sorry, director and writer. Mike Dwyer is the co-writer, producer, and star of the film. <laughs> and uh, and a lot of hyphens, a lot of, a lot of very busily hyphenated people on this show. Oh, more than you know. We had to use pseudonyms for some stuff because we didn't want our names on there too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Newmar with his uh, guts. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. I really appreciated it. And uh, I think we got some good stuff. I, I can't wait to share this with people. Cool, cool Jason. Thanks for having us. Thanks man. so much, man. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Have a fantastic evening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, All right, you too, man. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nick and Mike. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.